Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers used their first round pick on Jalen Hood Shafino, a guard from Indiana. Good move? We'll tell you next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always going to be free, never behind a paywall. Uh, Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with over 17,000 subscribers, all of whom are excited to learn more about what the Lakers did on draft night. Uh, two picks, uh, Jalen hood in the first round, Max Lewis in the second round, plus some interesting um, undrafted free agents that they brought in that we we at least will mention on today's show. Want to let you know today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, um, Andy, after all the suppositions and the the guessing and the this player or that player, or could they trade down? Are they gonna they're gonna trade up? Is it gonna be Miles Turner, Buddy Heald? In the end, the Lakers kind of did the normal draft night thing. They took two players, neither of whom was particularly controversial. Um, and they came away with a couple young prospects. It was a, a pretty um uneventful, and I mean that in a good way, kind of night for the Lakers. Yeah. Um they ended up taking Jalen Hood Shafino, as you said, in the first round. He's a combo guard, 6'5", 210, and 32 games with Indiana as a one-and-done average 13.5 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, 3.7 assists. He is considered a player. We'll get into some of the particulars that you know we've seen through a lot of scouting or you know, like talking with someone like Mike Garcia who was on last week, but he is considered a player with a – a lot of both upside, but also, you know, proven himself on both sides of the ball. Like there are mm-hmm. there are areas where he needs to improve. And not we'll a great, not a great perimeter shooter, for example. Much very right. good in the mid-range in, in, yeah. at Indiana in his one year, but uh as a deep threat, not there. Right. But he is somebody that has already shown quite a bit on both sides of the ball. And then when you take into account his age, um, his size, like he's he's a really well built, long six six with kid. shoes on. Yeah. I love um, that they add that with shoes on because that to me is important because they should be wearing those when they play. So I mean that that seems to me to be the relevant measurement. Well, I mean, you want to get an idea of what they are barefoot, and then you get an idea with shoes, and then if the, the gap <laughs> seems too <laughs> wide, right, exactly. You know they're wearing like Nike air platforms and and they, they can't turn in the workout they take these exactly. long arcing like, paths you'll you'll know that that this kid whoever's being measured is just overcompensating exactly but the, the general consensus is that this kid is a mid first round talent like he is yep. he is somebody like the most of the mocks had him roughly in the range that he was taken, like actually a little earlier. I, I I was looking this up. You know, one of the things that I always look at is, you know, because you know, you and I, we it's not something we make a secret out of. Like we're not draft experts. We don't know 
you know, does a guy belong at 17, 19, 22, 26, four, whatever? Um, you know, we talked to Raphael Barlow at the, with, with the network. We talked to Mike Garcia, like you mentioned, but I looked it up afterwards. Um, Hood Shafino was projected um, 13 by the Sporting News, 13 um, by ESPN, 10 uh, by The Athletic. Uh, CBS Sports had him at 8 going to Washington. The Ringer had him at 15 going to Atlanta. Uh, NBA.com 14, Yahoo 13. So um, at on every board uh, of like the major mock drafts, he was a guy who went significantly higher. So at the very least, for whatever it's worth, the Lakers clearly didn't reach for somebody in the first round. They took a guy who most people believed was a like you say, um, you know, sort of mid to late lottery talent. Yeah, actually, the Rob Palenka, after the draft, referred to him as a lottery-level talent. He, he talked about the wingspan, the size, the basketball IQ, positional size that he brings to the point guard spot. He also talked about Hood uh, uh, Shafino's professional habits in terms of training and his diet. Like, I I learned, for example, just going through his, you know, his Twitter account and that, he had a he had a video that he did with Chipotle, you know, the uh, Mexican restaurant, you know, the chain that it was a partnership, like a business thing. But he is a vegetarian and he gave up meat a couple years ago because he thought it would help him with health and his diet and his body for basketball. And considering he's what, 19 now, that means he made this decision while he was in high school which speaks to a lot of maturity. I mean, you know, to put this in perspective, Kobe was as serious a high school basketball, you know, both prospect and, you know, protege as you will ever seen, you know, when he was 17. Kobe ate like bleep. Kobe oh, yeah. ate awful when he was at that. By his own admission, he ate horribly. Well, it's so interesting. It, I mean, that is one of the places where – you know, when you look at guys today and the sort of the professionalism that that players who expect to be um, NBA players or have that have that desire to play professionally, stuff like that, you see more and more players coming into the league conscious of their diet, conscious mm -hmm. of all these other things. And so, you know, I guess you know, Hood Shafino powering down the Sofritas at, um, at at Chipotle, and it's not like it's not that like. You are oh like he's going to be a better player because he's you know a vegetarian because he's been, that's not the issue like could you eat chicken and still be really good yes but the point is more that he's looking at his body in that way and thinking of health yeah thinking of of clean eating as as a career thing which like you say it's one thing to do that in your twenties in your thirties but like to do that when you're in high school. When you're a freshman in college, um, I can see why the Lakers would look at something like that and put it in the plus column. It's not, you know, it's not just an LA vegetarian thing. It, it, it really, it's what it indicates. Although, it, which is nice, his options will increase a lot for vegetarian dining living in LA as opposed to oh, Indiana. Sure. And there's a lot of Chipotle's in LA, so he, he's covered. Yeah, he can move beyond Sofritas <laughs> to but, to other but things. Keep doing the spots with Chipotle because I'm sure they're paying him something well, nice. Yeah. Which, was that his nil deal? I I don't know. It was just it was hashtag Chipotle partner. Um, Probably the interview, by the way, was done with uh, Ashley Brewer, who we know over at ESPN, she, mm -hmm. and she did a terrific job. 
revealing the vegetarianism. You know, and so like when you look at this thing, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll you will some of this will carry over into the next segment. Um, because we want to talk about Max Lewis too, the guy they got in the second round, another guy who they definitely did not reach for in the second round. Um, and was I suspect somebody they had their eye on um at, when they went up from 47 to 40 this morning paying a um, lot to do it used up the the rest of their 2023 cash use it or lose it andy and they used it they moved up four million bucks it cost them to move up to take max lewis in the second round so we'll, we'll definitely get to that obviously the chris paul trade which was the the major trade that happened pre-draft uh impacts the lakers significantly so we'll talk about that before we're done but you know so much of the the reaction on Lakers Twitter about the Hood Shafino pick was trying to project out what this means for the Lakers this offseason. There were people, oh, he's not NBA ready and the trades they didn't make or whatever. Maybe we'll get into that too. But um, it, to me, there is... I don't think he was drafted to replace D'Angelo Russell. That's a lot to put on a 20-year-old kid. But I do think he is a bit of a hedge for the Lakers potentially this year uh, with their roster, and I will explain that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the makers of shorts and pants that feature the future of comfort built in underwear. Stitch inside the pants or shorts, it's almost like a layer of boxer brief that is at one with the clothing, and you can look better, feel great, Wearing your bird dogs, the stretchy fabrics make my legs, your legs, everyone's legs look great, and they are comfier than other pants or shorts because they're not made from the typically stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches, and it's also versatile. You can wear the same pants or shorts on a golf course, on a work meeting, even on a date, even in the same day because bird dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba and when you enter the promo code locked on nba again locked on nba they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order okay it is awesome worth it just for the tumbler but also you want it's worth it because you want to get yourself some bird dogs um all right so before we get into uh, the potential impact on the roster for next year um, when you when you project ahead uh, as to where Hood Shafino might fit in, you had some some other scouting that you wanted to to note about him, um, kind of the consensus strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, basically what I saw going through a lot of different reports and again some stuff that we've heard from guests and whatnot. Strengths are running pick and roll, just his overall court vision, his passing skills. Brian, you mentioned it before. The mid-range jumper is considered quite good. I actually saw some clips where, in particular, he looked really good going off handoffs, like curling for the for that mid-range shot. His defensive instincts, his intensity, he's a really good on-ball defender. He can be a disruptive defensive playmaker. Mentioned that frame. Um, it's well filled out. The length, he is considered a tough player, physical, unselfish. Also very patient and methodical. Like in certain ways, his style seems to be a little bit of, of D'Lo. Yeah, I was about to say when you watch these highlight tapes, and I'm, I'm I, like, I was the, these are the the really the first introductions I've had 
you know, watching, you know, three or four, you know, mixtapes, highlight tapes, whatever you want to call them of him, you really do get a strong right-handed D-Lo vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, the weaknesses, as you mentioned before, needing to improve that outside shot. Although there is, I think, a pretty consensus amount of confidence that he will be able to figure this out, particularly, I think, working with the Lakers and their, you know, their developmental coaches. Yeah. He's not great at the free throw line or finishing at the rim and the, like the mid range seems to be his one truly consistent spot on the floor. He's not considered a particularly explosive athlete. And at times he can be turnover prone. Some of the comps that I saw Jalen Suggs, Malcolm Brogdon, RJ Barrett. So just giving people an idea, I'm sure everyone's going to start now, you know, looking for YouTube clips of uh, Jalen Huchifino, but just some of what I've seen in terms of the scouting reports on him and, there was, yeah. there was a lot of agreement in these scouting reports. Like, I, I did not see a lot of conflicting opinions on No, him. and he's, he's not a guy that I think is considered, you know, he's not considered a project. He's not, I think there's, you know, probably some debate, is he, you know, the highest end prospect that you could find? Like, is he, you know, have the upside of a perennial all-star that you're taking a big risk on? No, but I think he's considered a pretty high floor player as well. Um, you know, in the Lakers, Anytime, once you, especially once you start getting out of the lottery, if you can find guys who are, you know, really rock solid rotation players, can be um, important components on a championship caliber team, which is what the Lakers always will want to be, that's good work. Like you are doing really good work at that point. And, you know, Hudgefino seems like a guy who, who fits that bill. <clears throat> it was interesting too. Like he, when you heard the Lakers talk about him and Palenka talk about him, these scouting reports, a lot of, you know, were smooth, um, smart, uh, a lot of those types of words, just a quality basketball mind, good IQ, things like that. Not an athlete that leaps off the page, but a player who comes in and makes good, like kind of shows good instincts, you know, good smarts and things like that. I love that he can handle the ball. I love that he's big enough that I am assuming that they bring back D'Angelo Russell. This does not impact that, at least I wouldn't think, um, directly. But I, you know, I love that he's big enough that you could play him um, with both D'Lo. And in theory, and this is, I do think, where there's a at least a small bit of a hedge, Dennis Schroeder. He's large enough that you could play him with anybody else in the Lakers' backcourt, including Austin Reeves. Um, I don't think it's a hedge against Russell, I do think it is a small hedge against Schroeder. Um, I think they would have drafted him anyway, but I certainly would guess that there is at least the thought that he might, you might want a guy who can come in and play or at least give you credible minutes, not replacing Schroeder because that's too much to ask, but filling a slot if they can't afford to pay Schroeder what he could get on the open market. Yeah. I mean, he, how much floor time he actually can get as a rookie, you know, remains to be seen. You know, the first half of last season, Max Christie got a decent amount of run. And then basically after January, didn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a combination of the, the upgrades that the Lakers made. And then all of a sudden wanting to put themselves in that playoff chase. And most coaches will be reticent to play a 19-year-old rookie in a situation like that unless they absolutely have to. Yep. I think it was, in all honesty, less about Christie being unable to stay on the floor than the situation itself. But we've talked before, Brian, about how much 
they're going to be looking to go deep if they can to try to preserve LeBron, to try to preserve Anthony Davis. You know, even D'Angelo Russell has had some injury concerns. I think just Hood Shafino's ability to play defense, like he's projected as somebody of nothing else that can play defense well enough that you don't have to worry about him. I think that alone could give him some opportunities to stay on the floor. Like the mistake, the mistakes that he will inevitably make offensively, you know, particularly turnovers or whatever, they will at times frustrate veteran teammates or the coaches or whatever. But I think those are the things that often coaches live with a little bit easier. If you feel like somebody's just going to get eaten alive defensively, particularly when they're young, I think that's often when coaches just say, I, I can't put them out there right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's not it's not reasonable to expect him to come in and, and play big minutes and whatever, but it, it would be nice to know that he can. Um, not big minutes, but, you know, can get on the floor and, and play. It helps to be – yeah, it helps to be with LeBron James. It helps to be with Austin Reeves. Like, when you watch these clips – he certainly comes off as the type of player who is smart enough to play with good players and will benefit from them the same way that Reeves did. Like on his own, you know, with a bunch of other younger players or less polished players, um, might not be as effective. But when you put him in with good structure and with other, you know, you know the, that that type of quality, could have a chance to to do something. I it it um. Real quick before we we move on to the CP thing, uh, thing at forty they took uh, Maxwell Davis from Pepperdine, so uh, he does Maxwell not Lewis, to, Maxwell Lewis, Maxwell Davis, Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine, who does not need to find his way around the city because he he ostensibly knows where to go, so that's always nice. Um, another player, he's a uh, a wing, um, profiles as a three and D type guy, and another guy who many 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 people had higher up on their board. So this was not a player that was seen as a project, but as a guy that potentially could be a steal at 40 and, you know, shoots the ball pretty well, defends pretty well, does a lot of things pretty well, played on a god-awful Pepperdine team, which can drag down a player's value. Um, apparently had a really good early group workout with the Lakers. And that those are actually really important because that's where lower-profile players – you know, you can stand out against these other guys. You get out on the court with five, six, seven, eight, ten other prospects, and you and you kind of beat them up a little bit. That will definitely impress a team. So we'll we'll get into Max uh, Max Lewis next, uh, and also uh, the CP three CP three thing, which obviously impacts the Lakers and D'Angelo Russell. So we'll do all that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Game Time. And years ago, some friends of mine and I, we went to go see LL Cool J in LA. Really last minutes. We didn't know how to get tickets. We ended up buying from a scalper and they were fake. And I'm like, I will never deal with a situation like that again. And I don't have to. And that's why I love Game Time. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports and music, comedy shows, theater near you, even at the last minute when they've got those killer deals on the last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets, start getting hyped for the fun and they offer lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection even job loss protection game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and the tickets go directly to your phone and then you're set so snag the tickets 
without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Lockdown Lakers also brought to you by Prize Picks. This is daily fantasy made easy. Um, you know, basketball season's not going on right now, but you know, what do you what do you love about picking baseball players? Picking uh, you know every sport, Andy, that there is, you can find on Prize Picks. That's uh, uh, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA college football, men's basketball, women's basketball, soccer, the WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf. Andy, if you want to do prize picks for Euro basketball and cricket, knock yourself out. They can do that for you. But you're picking two to six players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, um, you know, with, with the stats that you're picking, up to 25, uh, 25 times your money on any entries. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Get safe and fast withdrawals. Uh, and currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada, which has all kinds of provinces that are lovely to visit. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports the right way. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. That's the whole 100% instant match up to $100 thing. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on or sign up uh for an instant deposit deposit match up to a hundred dollars okay so maxwell lewis uh 17 points a game shot uh 35 from three-point range 47 percent overall those numbers though are skewed a little bit by the fact that he was easily the most uh guarded guarding guarded player on that team um not surrounded by a whole lot of talent got all the defensive attention so you know he was taking a lot of very difficult shots um his percentage on, on open shots when they happened to arrive not very often was much higher um so uh you know three knee guy a little skinny at six seven one ninety five lakers are obviously hoping i'll put on a little weight and fill out a little bit um kind of get you know you get that same kind of max christie vibe from him as a guy who um you know has a couple of flaws with christie a little young but can't wait on him maxwell lewis it's more like you know okay comes from a program that wasn't that great didn't put up eye-popping numbers but really knows how to play uh, and profiles as a good three and d type wing and the lakers have good success finding real live nba players in the second round that was the result of the trade that they made uh, which was moving up from 47 to 40. They used that for him. I did see a lot of people, though, that were kind of angry that the Lakers didn't take, you know, didn't pick up a, a, a more veteran guy, uh, didn't do something like that. You know, why didn't they get Royce O'Neal? Why didn't they trade back? Why didn't they? Well, didn't, didn't, maybe Brooklyn didn't want, you know, to give up a player to move back from 17 to 20, you know, 21, which is where they were, 22, like, you know, move up from there, I should say. And you know, Rob Palinka said afterwards that sometimes you can't make every move in one night. Um, the Lakers are planning on keeping Hood Shafino for now, but I don't know if that means they're going to keep him forever. Yeah, uh, I, I tweeted this out at Cam Brothers just because I saw a lot of that reaction as well. A, a lot of fans unhappy that not even so much that they took Jalen Hood Shafino 
but that he's a 19-year-old one-and-done who isn't quite a project. I mean, he's he's shown a lot in terms of refined skill, but he's not necessarily somebody that you feel like he's instantly ready to be put on the floor, which doesn't feel like a match for he did, Real quick, he, he turned 20 like a week ago or you know, right. four days ago or something. He is technically 20, but... Sure, yeah. um, but... Okay, he's a young. Enough. He's a young twenty, exactly. And for a, for a lot of fans that just that didn't feel like somebody that you would be naturally pairing up for LeBron turning thirty nine, entering his twenty first season in the league, and the Lakers being in the most win now of modes. And what I noted on Twitter at Cam Brothers was in two thousand seven, the off season where Kobe very loudly and publicly and repeatedly demanded a trade and you and I were covering the Lakers during that time we were right in the middle of all of that the first thing the Lakers did after that trade demand was they had the draft coming up and they used a mid first round pick on Javaris Crittenden who was selected to be kept so obviously that was not a move they didn't use that first round pick in any way to try to placate Kobe reassure him about what they were doing they took a one and done point guard out of Georgia Tech Six months later, Crittenden ended up getting traded for Powell. The point being, like, Jalen hood Shafino did not get a promise ring from the Lakers. And, like, if a good deal isn't available They're now... They're not going steady? No. Like, if a good deal isn't available now, grab the talent, then figure it out from there. When, and I want to make it clear. This is not me saying that I think hood Shafino is going to be dealt this season. Like, I'm not making a prediction one way or the other. That's not even my point. I'm just saying the Lakers, because they did not use this pick in the most win-now mode today, doesn't mean that a win-now move is off the table right. in the near future. That just and you, don't, you have you to don't be know smart what, about this, right? Stuff. And, and you know, nobody, somebody knows, but I mean, we don't know what was available to them in terms of a trade. Like, what could they have done with the pick? Like, like I said, like nobody. It's not like Brooklyn traded Royce O'Neal to someone else. Um, it's not like Buddy Heald was traded to someone else. Um, there were actually very few um, draft deals. Most of them were in, you know, involved the Dallas Mavericks. Most of them uh, were salary type things where you're moving around guys. You know, They traded Davis Bertans into Oklahoma City's cap space to move back. They ended up getting the guy that they wanted. Dallas had a really nice night. It, you know, That seems to be they did pretty well. But there weren't a lot of uh, you know, NBA established NBA players flying around on draft night anyway. Um, a couple of other housekeeping notes. The Lakers used their two-way contracts on Florida center Colin Castleton uh, and Missouri guard Demoy Hodge. Castleton is a, a center um, and Hodge is a guard who is a three-point shooter and a defensive presence Um that uh, shot over seven three-pointers a game, 40, you know, 40% at Missouri last year. So those are their two-way contracts. They gave those out very quickly. Um, Cole Swider, I believe, is still is the third guy. Now you get three who are, is on a third uh, contract, and I believe that means the end for Scottie Pippen Jr. Um, so uh, that's what that looks like. So we'll see with the summer league team. We'll try to get Mike uh, Garcia back next week to talk about, especially some of these guys who he is really familiar with. Oh, that, and, uh, and Alex Fudge as well. Oh right, as a as a, an exhibit ten, right? Which I Which, think, what does that do? That, that basically gives them like more access to their summer league team, and I think their G League team. It's like a like a souped up G League contract, essentially. 
It's basically somebody that I think is really getting earmarked for consideration for, if nothing else, the G League team. Right. If not, to get a little little extra money. The Exhibit Ten thing, I love the name of, but I still haven't quite figured out what it is. But um, it, it's worth noting, Fudge was one of the guys that Mike Garcia had pointed out he thought could go undrafted, and that he hoped that the Lakers would target. Right. So very disruptive defensively is his reputation. Uh, let's let's talk about the CP three CP three thing. Um, really interesting end to this one he does not go to the clippers he ends up with the warriors who send jordan pool to washington pool will now take 493 shots a game for the wizards who still won't have, be enough for him it won't um who have like 26 guards <laughs> it's such a weird thing that got going on there um but the point the big point here is he's not going to be out on the streets this year yep. like he is not going to be a, an la laker which means um as time has gone on through this it's gotten more and more and more likely that d'angelo russell and the lakers are in a place where they're going to need to find a nice contract that satisfies everyone's needs here um cp going to golden state um only reinforces the idea that yeah, D'Angelo Russell is probably coming back. Now, I think this is a good thing. For, so especially do I. For, you know, somewhere between 15 and $20 million on what probably be a two-year deal with a third year as an option or something like that. They'll figure it out. I see this as a really good thing. I know other people are disappointed, but either way, this looks like where it's going. Well, look, I would rather have D'Angelo Russell than Chris Paul. If Not that you necessarily had to choose between one or the other, but if you were going to choose between one and the other, yep. I'd rather have D'Lo. Um, I I think this gives D'Lo somewhat more leverage just because Chris Paul is a threat, if not an actual option, is now off the table. Right. Um, I still think at the end of the day, he's not going to be able to squeeze the Lakers past a certain point because I don't think the market for his services is any bigger now than it was then. It's just no. one fewer threat that the Lakers could use against him. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that this is ultimately good for the Lakers, and I and I think it does increase the odds of D'Lo coming back. I also just think Chris Paul going to Golden State in and of itself is really interesting because, you know, you and I talked before, one of the concerns I had about bringing in Chris Paul is the type of role that I think he would be most ideally suited for at this stage of his career, I'm not convinced that he is necessarily all that open towards it, but this is one of the few teams that you could send him to where he ain't going to argue. Like Chris Paul right. is not going to end up arguing on this team. He will be one of the leaders because that's the way Chris Paul is wired, but it ain't his team and it ain't ever no. going to be his team. No. And if there's if there was ever a setup that could take as you know talented, but and you know still often effective, but very headstrong and sometimes frankly very annoying player as Chris Paul can be, he can be really grating to a lot of his teammates. Where I think it can lessen some of that, dilute some of that in ways that may actually serve Chris Paul well. The Warriors are that place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and, and then it, in the meantime, they get off pool's money. How that plays out is going to be completely fascinating. Also, too, not we don't need to get into it now, but and go go listen to Locked On Mavericks because I'm sure they're talking about uh, the moves that they made uh, on draft night and how that 
impacts their ability to potentially go out and then make a run at Draymond Green. So um, lots more to get into. We'll, we'll, uh, next week, we will uh, have more draft analysis for you, breaking down who the Lakers picked, some of these other little more detail, a little more scouting reports on uh, the guys they they got in the first round, you know, the second round, these undrafted free agents that they got. So I think we'll reach back out to Mike Garcia and make that happen. Uh, and then we, you know, it's not not too long getting into free agency, and you know, the the trade possibilities are still out there. Lakers still have choices to make about uh, Beasley and Bamba, and can you know, a lot is going to be happening. So make sure you are uh, following us every day, hanging out, asking questions on the YouTube channel. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is, of course, where you can go to hang out with with everybody and leave us questions that we use on the show. Uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. It was a really solid night for the Lakers, where at the very least, we don't know what's going to happen with these guys, but they got good players that make sense with value, it seems, relative to where these guys were generally mocked and slotted on board. So, uh, another solid night for the Lakers. Uh, They're starting to stack them up, see how everything goes, and we'll see everybody on Monday.